to walk with me. Wonders and his 
singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. Hello, Miriam. Hello, Gail. What you doing? Nothing. Just watching my father and your father build houses. Why? Oh, I was just wondering if I could sit and watch, too. Of course. You know you may. We're each other's best friends, aren't we? You are, I know. So are you. What you been doing all morning? Well, before Father went to work, I talked to him. Then I talked to Mother. My folks never have time to talk to me. Anyway, what's there to talk about to grown-ups? We talked about things that Jesus said yesterday on the mountain. Were there many people there? Oh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So many you just couldn't count all of them. I wished you had gone with me. And sit there and listen to someone preach? <laughs> no, thank you. Jesus just talked. Oh, that's even worse. Anyway, my father and mother didn't want to go. They say Jesus is nothing but an ordinary man who happens to have a good voice, and he's the type of preacher people believe. My father and my mother say he might be the son of God. Son of God? Now, Gail, you know that's impossible. Does seem so, doesn't it? Come on. Let's get closer to watch our father's work. All right. Let's race. See who can get there first. One, two, three, go! I beat you. Yes, you should. You 
work and exercise a lot. My parents don't make me work at all. Work's good for you. God said so in the beginning when he made Adam and Eve. Well, I don't like to work. And my parents don't make me, so I don't. And it looks like your father doesn't like to work either. My father's not lazy. And he... Why do you say my father doesn't like to work? Well, look at the house he's building. He has scarcely begun it. And your father and my father started the houses at the same time. Now, look at our house. It is more than half done. It is, isn't it? I mean, there may be some reason, because I know my father's not lazy or slow in his work. I think I'll ask him. May I go along? Sure, come on. Hello, father. Oh, hello, dear. Hello, Miriam. Uh, I want to ask you something, father. Well, now, I always have time to answer questions for my little girl. You and Miriam's father, you're both building houses, and you started about the same time. Well, I started one day bef before he did. Look at his house. It's about half done. But your house, look at it. It doesn't... It doesn't look like you've hardly started building it. Miriam said it's because you don't like to work, and that... Oh, I didn't mean it like that, sir. Oh, I know you didn't, Miriam. But to answer your puzzlement, my child, may I simply say that your father, Miriam, and I are building our houses differently, that's all. How different, father? Well, before I began building the house, I dug down through the sand until I got to rock. Now I'm chipping the rock to get a level, smooth, and solid foundation. And I'll begin actually building the house. How's my father building our house? Uh, well, Miriam, each person has his own ideas and personalities. Your father and I are different. He's building his house his way, and <laughs> I'm building our house my way. I'm going to ask my father. Want to go too, Gail? <laughs> Yeah, what is it? Why are you building our house so much faster than Gail's father is? Yeah, well, I guess I'm just a faster worker, that's all. Gail's father said it was because you're building differently. He... Differently? How? He said he dug down to rock and is going to build his house on the rock so that the house will have a solid foundation. Yeah. What are you building our house on, Father? Yeah, a solid foundation. What? Uh, sand. Solid sand. Oh, I know your father, Gail, doesn't think sand is solid, but it, but it is. Here. He thinks the sand will shift, blow away, and let the house topple over. <laughs> I know better. This sand is solid, and it will not shift or blow away. My house will be just as safe and solid as his house. And look at the time I'm saving. There, Gail. See how smart my father is? Uh, it's terribly foolish, I think, to take the time and trouble to dig through the solid sand down to rock. Uh, but if your father, Gail, wants to build his house that way, it's certainly all right with me. But I'm going to build mine the best easy way. is finished. Ready to move into. Pretty, don't you think? It's very pretty. Oh, uh, yes, Bob, it's awfully pretty. I'm anxious to get moved. Let's move in right away. 
I think it's beautiful, Father. I think so, too, dear. Well, it may not be as beautiful as it could be, but it is a safe, sound house. It's built on a solid foundation. When can we move in? <laughs> it's ready right now. Wonderful. Take these things in. storm. It's going to get worse. Are we safe in such a storm? Perfectly. The house is built on solid rock. It can't be moved. Good. Faith is the same way. It can't be moved if it's built on the solid rock of truth. How about Miriam's house? Let's hope and pray they're safe. Yeah. storm's about over. Our house did stand. <laughs> My father built it. Somebody wants to come in. Uh, come in. Oh, it's you. Uh, come on in, all of you. Our house blew down. <laughs> it what? was terrible. Uh, the rain. Uh, there was a flood. It tore at the sand, and the, and the wind it was terrific and strong. The walls fell down. I, uh, I guess you were right, Samuel. Shortcuts don't pay. Faith, as well as houses, must be built on solid foundations, or they will topple over. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Jesus makes the rainbow, Jesus makes the sun. Jesus makes the day and fills it up with fun. Jesus makes the moon to shine at night. Jesus makes the stars so bright Jesus makes the kittens Jesus makes the pups Jesus makes the chickens And the little ducks Jesus makes the bunnies Smooth as silk And Jesus makes the cows Warm milk Jesus makes the flowers Jesus makes the trees Jesus makes the rain And makes the gentle breeze Jesus makes the grass so fresh and green And Jesus makes the air so clean Jesus makes my mom and dad and me And we're a happy family Hey kids, this is a sing-along song So we'd like you all to sing along with us, okay? Here we go! Jesus makes the rainbow, Jesus makes the sun Jesus makes the day and fills it up with fun. Jesus makes the moon to shine at night. And Jesus makes the stars so bright. Jesus makes the kittens. Jesus makes the chickens. Jesus makes the bunnies smooth as silk. And Jesus makes the cows warm milk. Jesus makes the flowers, Jesus makes the trees, Jesus makes the rain and makes 
the gentle breeze. Jesus makes the grass so fresh and free, and Jesus makes the air so clean. Jesus makes the Sixty-one, sixty-two, sixty-three. What are you doing, Sam? Sixty-four, sixty-five. I'm counting my steps. Sixty-six, sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Why? Because to be totally healthy, you need to take at least ten thousand steps a day. I'm keeping track. Seventy-two, seventy-three, seventy-four. How many so far today? Four thousand eight hundred and seventy-eight, seventy-nine. I'm glad you're trying to be healthy. You can help me count. My tongue gets tired. I heard that walking keeps your blood moving, brings fresh oxygen to your brain, so you can think better, and makes your bones strong. How are your bones? Hard as steel. It's also good for your heart. How's your heart feel? Tired. Maybe we should rest. <sighs> good idea. So why all this sudden interest in health? Well, my dad said that his doctor told him that if he doesn't exercise more, he could have a heart attack. The doctor told him to start walking ten thousand steps a day. So I told Dad if he'd walk, I'd walk. You're a very supportive son. I try. You know, there is an easy way of keeping track of your walking. There is. Sure, just walk an hour a day. That's what I read in school. Just walk briskly for 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon, and then 30 minutes after supper. That way, you don't have to count. Hey, that is easier. Let's try it. Do you have a watch? No. Don't you? 91, 92, 93. Maybe we should walk to the store. I think they're having a sale on watches. 97. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on Earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh Day Adventists. K. God promises to keep me safe. Keep us safe and watch us.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is One Friendly Voice. Ken stirred the bubbling cereal while Marianne kept whining, When's my cereal going to be ready, Kenny? In a minute, Marianne, what can I get for you, Mom? Ken looked at his mother, where she lay on the sofa. Her black eyes seemed too large for her small white face. It seemed unusual to have Mom so quiet. Most mornings, she was flying around getting breakfast and prodding pokey Marianne into hurrying so that she could take her to Grandma's on the way to work. Now Mom closed her eyes and said softly, Don't bother getting me anything now. I'll be hungry later. Then she began coughing again. The doctor had called it severe bronchitis and said Mom needed a rest. Ken set the cereal on the table and gave it a final stir. He squared his broad shoulders. Somehow he would have to help Mom get well. His black eyes shone with determination. Come on, Marianne, let's eat. Then I'll have to get to school. You'll have to take care of Mom while I'm gone. Sure, I can take care of her. Marianne chattered on while Ken thought about his problems. This evening, he would have to do some laundry. He had put on his last pair of clean jeans this morning. Mom just wasn't able to rinse the clothes and hang them outdoors. He'd give a lot for a clothes dryer like Dan Jenkins' mother had, but things hadn't been easy for them since Daddy died. Mother had a good job, but a secretary didn't earn enough for such luxuries as automatic washers and dryers. Ken really didn't mind doing laundry. It wasn't such hard work. What bothered him was that some of the boys might see him outdoors hanging up the clothes. He was sure they'd think he was a sissy. Ken knew that Dan Jenkins wouldn't be caught dead helping his mother. He sighed. If word got around that he was doing women's work, he wouldn't get very many votes when the boys chose the pitcher for their softball team. Maybe he could hang the clothes indoors. But no, there wasn't enough room. One short line in the bathroom wouldn't hold more than a few of Marianne's little dresses. Ken felt tired all day. He missed five problems in math, which was his favorite subject. He struck out three times when they played softball. By the middle of the afternoon, his head was drooping and his feet dragged. When he finally got home, Mom was still lying on the sofa trying not to cough. He took her her medicine and asked, Did you eat anything at all today, Mom? Oh, yes. Mom tried to smile and look bright. Marianne fixed me two pieces of toast, and I ate them both, didn't I, Marianne? Yes, she did, the little girl nodded, but I had to scold her pretty hard or she wouldn't have. Mom, you're not getting well fast enough. When do you go back to the doctor? Ken felt bowed down with cares. In a day or so, Mom said and closed her eyes again. Well, I'll have to do some laundry. All my jeans are dirty. Where's the soap, Mom? Oh, Ken, I wish you didn't have to. I should have sent the things out to the laundry. Ken wished he'd gone looking for the soap himself. This was just one more thing for Mom to worry about. Don't worry, Mom, he said. I'm sure I can do it. I used to help you last summer, remember? Mom smiled a little. Yes, I remember you never hung out the clothes. You always preferred staying in the basement with the washing machine. I'll have to hang up clothes tonight, Ken sighed again. Then, armed with the soap and carrying a big basket full of dirty laundry, he started to the basement. Marianne tagged along, offering all sorts of helpful advice. Don't put in too much soap, Kenny. Be sure the clothes are clean, Kenny, until Ken felt like throwing a blanket over her head. The washing part wasn't too bad. 
Ken remembered this to sort the clothing, although he did absentmindedly throw a white T-shirt in with his blue jeans. It came out a dirty blue-gray. Then Ken was ready to hang out clothes. He picked up the heavy basket and slung the clothespin bag over his shoulder. Well, here goes, he thought. I hope all the neighbors are indoors watching television or something. But Ken knew the boys usually went by his house on their way to practice softball. He would have to miss practice this afternoon. Jim Carson had said he'd stop for him, but Ken had told him not to. Jim was one of the most popular boys around. Ken had hoped someday to claim him as a friend. At the clothesline, he picked up one of Marianne's dresses and pinned it firmly. He worked fast. Several times, he looked over his shoulder to see whether someone was watching. I feel like a thief, he realized guiltily. What have I got to be ashamed of? I'm only helping my mother. But these thoughts did not keep him from jumping when he heard Dan's sing-song voice. Well, if it isn't Mommy's little boy playing housewife. Ken kept on hanging up the clothes, but he felt a tight sickness inside his stomach. And turning to face Dan, he felt even worse. With Dan were most of the boys on the softball team. Some were grinning with scorn. Jim Carson stood in the background. Playing housewife, one of them giggled. Ken felt a hard knot of disappointment form inside. He would never be a pitcher for this softball team. He stood there for a moment with his head down while a few of the boys went on making insulting remarks. Then he finished hanging up the clothes and hurried back into the basement. How was he going to live for the next few weeks while Mother was ill? At the supper table, he tried to act cheerful. He thought he was putting up a pretty good front until Mom said, You look tired, Ken. Why not go to bed and rest? Maybe tomorrow will be brighter. Ken sighed. Maybe Mom was right. He went to bed and dreamed that he socked Dan in the jaw. In the dawn, he almost wished he really had. On the way to school, Jim Carson fell into step beside him. Ken kept his head down, waiting for Jim to tease him about yesterday. Jim cleared his throat. Mom told me that your mom is sick, he began. Ken nodded. He wished Jim would say what he wanted to and then leave him alone. Jim cleared his throat again. Ken looked up and saw that Jim's blue eyes were sober. It must be rough for you with your mom not able to work. Oh, it's not so bad, Ken's voice was gruff. Sympathy was the last thing he'd expected. I just wanted to tell you that you can bring your laundry to our house. Jim hurried on, talking so fast his words tumbled into each other. Mom said she'd help out until your mother is better. Then you'd have more time to practice, since you'll be our new pitcher. What? Had he heard correctly? The new pitcher? Ken couldn't help smiling. I'll tell my mother, he agreed. He walked faster. It would be nice to have someone else do the laundry, but right now he felt able to do anything by himself. Strange what one friendly voice could do to you. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. springtime of-
they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.